York Rangers' 10-game point streak comes to an end. It's their first regulation loss in about a month. And even though the Rangers outshoot the Winnipeg Jets 51-21, they actually lose by three. They lose 4-1. to Connor Hellebuck, the story, he gets 50 saves. 50 saves for Hellebuck, and the Rangers' first loss of the season was to Winnipeg way back in October, and Hellebuck made 40 saves in that one. So Connor Hellebuck has had the Rangers' number, and he's been very, very good this season. He is definitely in the Vezina finalist, finalist conversation. And on the flip side, Igor Shosturkin has not been in the conversation, and he needs to definitely get things going. Tonight, it's not as if he was... Not all the goals were his fault. And I don't think what's being talked enough about is that I thought the Rangers in the defensive zone were not very good. So while the Rangers got a lot of chances and like, you know, certainly if the goalie situation had been different, the Rangers could have definitely won this game. But I do think that that was a problem. But Igor really has struggled lately. And at some point he is going to need to play out of this. And, you know, as much as I'd like Halak to play, and you don't want Igor, of course, to get tired. But I think whenever that time and place is to get Igor a run of games in, I think it's good. I, I think sitting him, I don't think, is really going to fix the problem. I think letting him get into a rhythm could help. I certainly would expect him to play next game at Detroit. That's that's for sure. And then you have a back-to-back, and typically they've split those up. So that probably continues as well. But, you know, we'll see how Shesterkin does at Detroit next. But, you know, I think that he would be the first person to admit that it's been a struggle for him. And you knew that he was never going to do what he did last season. That was just ridiculous. I mean, he was a MVP finalist. However, it's definitely been, you know, an underwhelming season for Igor Shosturkin. And, you know, the win-loss record's good, right? So that counts for something. I mean, that's the most important thing. He is finding ways to get wins. And he has, even in games where he struggled, like that Edmonton game, he then does find a way when it matters to get it done. But in this game, it was frustrating, the Rangers. And I do think that the shot count was probably a little bit misleading, but it's drastic, right? You had shoot a team by 30 shots and lose by three. That is, no matter how you slice it, that is pretty crazy. So this game should have at least been closer. The Rangers, and here's another thing. The Rangers continue to fall behind. And lately, they've they found a way to tie it up you know, win games, but here, hey, they fall behind 2-0 in the first period, and they just, they can't overcome it. You At some point, the Rangers are going to have to play with a lead, and you know, too many times, the Rangers have been trailing early. I've been talking about this, and, and you know, it, it's frustrating the way that things turned out, where Winnipeg, they were in a second game of a back-to-back after they lost to the Devils. Hellebuck played the night before. I was kind of hoping maybe David Riddick would be a net, not Hellebuck, but I don't know, maybe if the Jets had beaten the Devils, would they have considered going to Riddick, or was it always Hellebuck for two? I don't know. Something tells me that they wanted to see how the Jersey game went. It's not like Hellebuck was worked too much in that game like he was in this one, right? Like, if this had happened in the Jersey game, I can't imagine Hellebuck would have played against the Rangers, but so be it. This is what it was. Rangers had to deal with it, and, you know, they were unsuccessful, only scoring one goal. Another issue in this game was the uh, special teams. Winnipeg 1-for-1 on the power play, Rangers 0-for-4. So Rangers just, that needs to be, you know, acknowledged, that the power play was not good. And 0-for-4, I think, is legitimate. Like, like it wasn't like, oh, they had a a shit ton of chances. Not really. Uh, Like, 
Whereas there were definitely spurts where they were doing a lot of even strength. The power play over four, that wasn't very good. And I do kind of understand why Gallant did start the second unit, I guess, on the last one. I understand why. But, you know, Rangers don't get it done in that regard. Tyler Mott makes his, you know, 2023 Ranger debut. And he got involved, and I thought that he was fine. Again, as long as Jake LeCision is on that line, it's not going to really be as good as it can be. So I'm waiting for that. To ha- you know, where he's out of there. I'm waiting for that to happen. Um, I think we're looking at, really, by the deadline. Something will happen, and it'll lead to him not being in that lineup anymore. But we may have to wait a little bit longer for that to happen, which is frustrating, but not the end of the world. Also, in this game, from a forward standpoint, again, I liked that Trocheck line with Panarin and Tarasenko. Keep them together. I thought that they were the best line. They were active. They were the line that scored a goal. I thought that the kid line, it was okay. It was all right. I mean, I I wish that they would get some better, truly, like, more high-quality chances. The puck possession's good. The zone time seems to be good. But it, it still lacks, you know, maybe better chances for how much time they have in the opposition zone. So they they were all right. Not bad, but but could have been better. And then as we kind of saw last game and kind of what it what the Tarasenko to the Panarin line did was it put VZ with Carter and Zabanajet. And I thought VZ was all right. But like that line is a whole like that line is definitely gonna need to be changed around. Crowder Zabanajad, uh VZ. I, I like it's it's almost definite to me. And I don't know what's going to happen, right? We'll see what the roster looks like by the trade deadline. And either way, look, is it possible that, co- like, where you may have to break up that Lafreniere, Heedle, Cockle line? It's possible. Like, I wouldn't want to do that, but that might just be what needs to happen. For example, Cockle then moves up to play with Crowder and Zmanagen, but then who plays on the line with Lafreniere and Heedle? I guess VZ, which, you know, like, like that's the thing. The way this lineup looks right now, VZ would be in the top nine, kind of regardless. Well, Sishin certainly isn't going to be. Mod is a fourth liner. And Goodrow, if it's between VZ and Goodrow, I think I'd rather VZ. I think I would. I think that, you know, it's kind of, a, there's similar players, but VZ is a little bit more offensive game that he's got, a little bit more speed, not much more. So that would be the choice, but we'll see how things look. But again, I wouldn't expect that Zabanajad line with Crowder Vizi to stick. But these lines might start versus Detroit. It's possible. They, they could go either way with it. Because again, they overall, the Rangers did play pretty well. They definitely deserved a better fate, didn't get some bounces, and, you know, that's what happens. And then defensively, Truba against his former team, he looked slow. I, I, I thought Truba was looked like shit in this game. And Keandre Miller has made mistakes. And that's another de- bad delay of game penalty that leads to a goal again. So Keandre, I, I think that there were some, you know, faults in his game. So yeah, that pair, and um, I guess the plus minus does kind of bear that out as well. But, you know, beyond that, I thought the Miller-Truba pair uh, was not very good in this one when you look at all three of those pairs and, you know, hopefully that they can improve, uh, you know, again, not going to make a big deal about it, but they were not great as far as I saw it. So in this game, you know, 
from the you know it's tough. The Rangers. I thought of, I thought the Rangers got off to a pretty good start, but then Keandre Miller takes a delay a game penalty at four thirty seven, and also Jacob Truba. Before that, I think that's the one where he drops his like. I think he dropped his stick at some point. Truba ends up out of position. It's scrambly. Truba definitely fucked up, leading to the Miller delay a game, and Winnipeg does score. It's their one power play, and they get a goal. It's Pierre-Luc Dubois, 24th goal of the season from Josh Morrissey and Nikolai Ehlers. And so Winnipeg takes a one the lead five minutes in. And this was, I, I can't blame Igor on this one. This was a shot by Morrissey that kind of deflects off of Dubois, I think, knee. And Igor didn't even see it. And Winnipeg takes a one nothing lead right there. Then there's a fight between Sam Gagne and Vincent Trocek at 8.39. Yeah, like, you know, unnecessary. And it takes Trocek out of the mix. And I thought, I thought like there was a little bit of a downturn when that happened. So, yeah, I admire. And I thought Trocek actually played really well in this game. But, yeah, I mean, good for him. But doesn't need to do that in the future. Then uh, Morgan Barron, the former Ranger, high six Adam Fox at 14.28. And it's funny, Morgan Barron, since he's become a Winnipeg Jet, there's been three games versus the Rangers. He's taken a penalty in, like, all three of them. So it's funny. he's has not really done all that well in the games versus the Rangers. You know, how the Andrew Kopp trade turned out is all another story. And I think Winnipeg's probably pretty happy to have Morgan Barron. I think he'll be a I think he'll end up being a pretty solid bottom six player. But high six Adam Fox, but again the Ranger power play, as I'll say, uh unsuccessful. And then right after it's or soon after it's over, Winnipeg scores. And it is a goal by Mark Shifley. Shifley scores his 33rd goal of the season from Kyle Connor and former Ranger Neil Pionk. And it's 2-1 Winnipeg right there. And this was a play where Truba kind of falls. He's going up against Connor. And that Connor-Truba matchup was definitely advantage Connor. And Truba kind of slips and falls. And it kind of... This is where, you know, Igor... It, it didn't look good. I can understand why he had some trouble with it. But Igor, you know, it kind of bounced towards him. It took a weird hop. And then Shifley's able to poke it past Igor. And that's one that I wish that, you know, maybe he was in better position... And, you know, it could have been a little bit of a cleaner situation. It wasn't. And so the Jets take a 2-0 lead just like that. And then the Rangers draw a power play. Filipino is slashed by Dylan DeMello late in the first. It doesn't amount to anything for the Rangers. And then in the second, Pierre-Luc Dubois hooks Nico Mikola. But again, the Ranger power play doesn't get it done. And just like the second goal for Winnipeg after the failed power play, they score. And it's a goal by Kyle Connor. His 26th goal of the season from Appleton and Morrissey. This was a bad turnover by Philip Heedle. Heedle gets the puck stolen away from him in the defense uh, in the defensive zone, and Connor snipes it past Shesterkin. I felt like Igor, and this has been a thing lately. He's playing way too far in you know in the crease. I just don't see that confidence. He seems like a goalie that's just mentally fragile, and nothing seems easy. And I, I, you can just tell the confidence is not there. And again, he's really playing deep in the crease. So Winnipeg takes a 3-0 lead, but give the Rangers credit. They they tried to fight back. And at the 11-minute mark, it's a goal by Vinny Trocek, his 16th goal of the season, and assisted by Vlad Tarasenko. I thought Tarasenko was real active in this game. I think this was maybe his best game as a Ranger. So good on him. You know, is it all perfect for him? No, it's not. But I really did feel like that that line was good, and I would stick with them. Like, they look like they have some good chemistry, which is interesting to see. I mean, it's not a surprise between Panarin and Tarasenko, but Trocek and Panarin didn't really have it. But there's some speed there. Definitely stick with that line. 
And I'm at the point where, for me, I would more likely want to keep that line intact than the kid line. Again, I would probably just stick with what it is for now, and then we'll reassess, you know, how the roster looks, uh, you know, by around March 3rd. But it's 3-1 Winnipeg, and the Rangers had chances, you know, all in that second period. Uh, the Rangers outshot the Jets 20-9 in the first, 12-4 in the second. Unfortunately, Connor Hellebuck just was was up to the task. He was he looked like a, a brick wall out there. I mean, Rangers, he just couldn't get anything by him besides that Trocheck goal. So it's 3-1 going to the third. And the Rangers have had, you know, again, the, the comebacks have been there for the Rangers, but it, not tonight. And Morgan Barron takes one more penalty. He interferes with Tyler Mott. And Mott had a lot of chances to score on this shift. And, you know, go, showing some good energy. Wasn't able to score. Then Morgan Barron, it's called interference. He really just cross-checks him across the face. For me, like, that that looks like it was a five-minute major. But, you don't. this is the NHL. They don't call that stuff. And the Rangers' power play doesn't take advantage of it. They do not. And so the score remains 3-1. to one, And eventually, Mark Shantley scores his second goal of the night. His 34th goal of the season from Connor and Appleton. And Winnipeg takes a 4-1 lead. And they win by that 4-1 to one score. And Connor Hellebuck, 50 saves on the night. And the Rangers lose both games to Winnipeg this season. You know, inconsequential as they're a Western Conference team. But look, in terms of the Rangers' hopes to catch the New Jersey Devils, that, that took a hit. And as I've said for a long time, I think it's debatable how important it is. Would I like the Rangers to get that number two spot in the division? Yes, I would. And I think that should be a goal of theirs to try to catch Jersey. And I think it's certainly doable, but I don't think it's going to be easy. And so, you know, the Rangers are now four points behind the Devils, and the Devils have a game in hand. And there's one more head-to-head matchup. I do believe that any thoughts of catching Carolina... uh, that would be difficult. The Rangers are seven points behind the Hurricanes, and Carolina has two games in hand. I don't see that happening. I see Carolina win this, winning this division, and it's a race between who gets the second spot, Devils or Rangers. Give the Devils the edge right now for sure, as it looks like they would get that number two spot. However, again, both teams are better on the road for what it's worth, and with the proximity being so close, this is a series where I don't necessarily think home ice is that crucial, whereas last year... I was really, you know, big on the Rangers having the home ice versus Pittsburgh, and that proved to be beneficial. On the Carolina front, it kind of, home ice was really important until it wasn't in Game 7. So that theory kind of got thrown out the window, although for the first six games, home ice was everything. So I think that come playoff time, it's important, but I, I wouldn't be overly upset if the Rangers end up in the three spot, which is where it's looking like they'll finish. But... You know, 25 games to go, a lot of season left. But, you know, a tough loss for the Rangers tonight. Their 10-game point streak comes to an end. This was their first regulation loss in about a month. And now they will head to Detroit to take on the Red Wings, a team that they've already played twice. They lost at home in overtime to the Red Wings and then really gave Detroit a beatdown at Detroit last time they faced them. That went well. And, you know, they haven't seen them in a while. Detroit's been playing some really good hockey lately. And for the Red Wings, they will be playing at the Capitals tomorrow. And that's a really big game for the Eastern Conference wildcard race. And, you know, you'll have a Detroit team that's really going to be motivated. And speaking of those same Capitals, the Rangers will then go to Washington and face a team that they're struggling lately, but they're also right in the mix. And then the Rangers will come back home to face the uh, LA Kings the next day. So three teams that, you know, are definitely going to be desperate, you know, hockey teams with uh, sort of, 
the Kings not so, and the Kings have a somewhat of a comfortable situation, but they're right in the mix of that Pacific Division. So, you know, there's a lot of motivation for those three teams. I think that the Rangers, those are all winnable games, but we'll see what happens. How Igor Shosturkin plays will be very crucial to the fate of this Ranger season. So he needs to turn it around, and hopefully that starts against Detroit Thursday night.